As we make our way through the 21st century, we notice the small changes in how we interact with each other, as well as the world around us, due to everyday technologies and requirements. We have come a long way from the bygone days of brick phones and dial-up beeping sounds from our Windows 98 computer stacks, much to our credit and amusement. However, as a famous superhero once told, with great power comes great responsibilities. So we look to our governments and emergency services to ensure that we are safe, secure, and comfortable as we make our way through life. As time has progressed, the information technology that we use in our homes, offices, and secure infrastructures throughout the world have developed in conjunction with the modern era. Facebook helps us connect with people we know and would like to know. Twitter gives us worldwide access to news, conversation, and media at a glance. And Instagram allows one to portray themselves however they wish to the outside world. Our social skills, emotional transparency, and psychological state of mind have become directly and indirectly affected by the media, video games, and social media, whether we like it or not. With computer-based systems, mobile telephones, and the multitude of applications at our disposal, it is safe to say that we live in a new, high-tech world where reliance on IT is at an all-time high. And so with this in mind, we must protect ourselves from unseen enemies and to ensure our information family and bank accounts are safe from online hackers, digital terrorists and fake applications used to seduce us into a cybercrime nightmare that we cannot wake up from. Most of us take the necessary precautions needed to protect ourselves online, such as regularly changing our passwords to obscure phrases, activating parental controls, and using the most up-to-date antivirus software available on the market. Though a major deterrent in the fight against cybercrime, such awareness and protection can only last so long or fend off those who wish us harm to a certain extent. However, no one would ever have thought that the enemy we fear the most actually represent the government in which we put our trust. In this episode, we'll investigate the online enigma that has come to the attention of the world, known simply as Pegasus, the online software used by governments to spy on us via our smartphones, tablets, and computers. It's time to put those phones on silent and double-check your connection as we delve into the terrifying mystery that is the Pegasus spyware. Named after the mythical winged horse from Greek mythology, Pegasus is considered to be one of the most identifiable beings in the archaic tales and belief systems that originated from the ancients. The connotation with the mythological creature implies that the spyware is a metaphorical Trojan horse, which stealthily and secretly infects the software that it comes into contact with or is targeted against. Created by the Israeli cyber arms company NSO Group in 2010 by founding members Niv Kami, Shalev Julio, and Omri Lavi. The sole purpose, according to technicians, is to supply authorized governments with technology that helps them combat terror and crime. This statement is also a disclaimer for anyone seeking to purchase such material, as it can be extremely harmful if it fell into the wrong hands. The spyware itself can easily infiltrate one's smartphone and gain access to every piece of data within it. This includes text messages, camera and microphone applications, as well as picture archives. 
devices running on Android, BlackBerry, ISO, and Symbian operating systems are at full risk of becoming hacked and used for, what we are told, to be in the interest of national security and for our own protection. As of today, the Pegasus weapon is used to gather vital information, such as passwords, and can track live telephone calls as the government steps up its resistance and fight against mechanized terrorism and cyber warfare. Even though its mission statement is to develop, market, and license Pegasus to official, formal governments around the world, such power allows said governments to track and record any and all data from anyone considered to be detrimental to their political or social agenda. Therefore, we must consider journalists, freelance or corporate, writers, activists, and rival opponents to be that, which the government perceives to be dubious or suspicious in nature. The earliest known version of Pegasus was discovered and exposed in August 2016 by Arab human rights activist Ahmed Mansour. During his research into the mistreatment and supposed torturing of prisoners within the United Arab Emirates, Mansour was sent a link on his iOS smartphone which promised a massive exposure of secrets within UAE prison systems. Noticing the strangeness of the link, Mansour forwarded it to the software development company Citizen Lab, stationed at the University of Toronto in Canada. After a thorough investigation by the team, they were able to conclude that the malware installed within the software was able to jailbreak any iPhone when the malignant URL was opened. Once opened, the spyware could install itself to the device and would be able to extract every document, file and picture within it, as well as recording all telephone calls and listening into general communications via the microphone function. The investigation and subsequent filings led to a massive breakthrough regarding virus software and was publicized via news channels and tech companies worldwide. As time progressed and word began to spread on the new, secretive spying tool that governments were buying up across the globe, the New York Times and the Times of Israel both reported that the United Arab Emirates were officially using this spyware as early as 2013. End-to-end encryption, a formula that scrambles messages on one's smartphone so hackers cannot intercept them, is becoming more and more obsolete due to the nature and intent of Pegasus and its advanced capabilities. So-called zero-click attacks are used via Pegasus, This does not require any interaction from the phone's owner in order to gain access to the device. Once the hack is complete, the spyware is able to exploit what is known as zero-day vulnerabilities within the phone itself, which neither the manufacturer nor network are fully aware of in the first place. In 2019, the messaging application WhatsApp revealed the NSO software had been used to send malicious links and software to more than 1,400 phones through the exploitation of their zero-day vulnerabilities. Pegasus has also been reported to run arbitrary codes on computer systems, as well as extracting contact information, bank details and passwords across each person or company's IT infrastructure. In April 2017, San Francisco-based software firm Lookout conducted an investigation into the functionality, variations and algorithms used by Pegasus and shared their findings with Google. The cybersecurity company used predictive machine intelligence to analyze the data required to predict and stop mobile attacks on companies as well as people, which Google unfortunately attributed to the malware their Android devices were experiencing. According to Google, the same year of the investigation at the Security Analyst Summit, 
Researchers revealed that Pegasus and its so-called brother, Chrysior, Pegasus's actual sibling in Greek myth, were both available to function in Android and iOS devices. With the admission from Google and findings from other tech firms, recognizing such malware and combating it for the sake of security and vulnerability compelled companies such as Apple to start a recruit and reward program. The priority of this bug-bounting program was to ascertain and report any and all flaws within Apple systems and software directly to the technicians and superior engineering departments within the firm. Though initially successful from a legal standpoint, and without costing Apple much in the way of money, the program was eventually chastised by critics, such as Russell Brandom from American tech news website The Verge, criticizing the $200,000 reward for standard checks was, according to Brandon, just a fraction of the millions that are regularly spent for iOS exploits on the black market. He proceeded to challenge Apple, suggesting that they invest highly in the protection of devices, which may be otherwise sold or decrypted in the underground markets, rather than simply paying out every time a new vulnerability pops up. He also added that hackers and tech geniuses alike could make more money by selling their findings to an exploit broker. Important information to note from the Verge's report was the following coded vulnerabilities that the Pegasus application could exploit. This is where information is leaked through a kernel base, which is a file stored in the system folder of a Windows operating system. Filtering the vulnerability leaks the required information to the hacker, thus allowing them to calculate the kernel's location in memory. This is when kernel memory corruption leads hackers to secretly jailbreak the device and install surveillance software such as Pegasus. This vulnerability is classed as memory corruption in the WebKit and is extremely common. A WebKit such as Safari allows the hacker to compromise the device when the user clicks on a link or URL. Recently uncovered by Google, Pegasus spyware was able to obtain access to an Apple iOS device by sending an iMessage containing apparent GIF images. These turned out to be a disguise for a JBIG2 image. This vulnerability allowed Pegasus to instruct a reflection or mirror effect on the computer's setup inside the JBIG2 stream, which was then used to implement the zero-click attack. At present, there are multiple sensitivities amongst big tech applications, which are susceptible to online attacks and information extraction from those with the spyware itself, or who are contracted by those who do. The news that Google and other corporate industries were able to identify the use of Pegasus was promising news. However, the functionality of self-destruction within the software was a contrastingly worrying prospect. The Israeli spying system hides itself as far as possible within the core of a device and is able to automatically self-destruct or wipe out any trace of itself if it's unable to communicate with its command and control server after 60 days. If this sounds too long for an automatic escape plan, Pegasus can also self-destruct through a direct command by an administrator, technician, or indeed a hacker. This would be an obvious benefit to the governments of today in their fight against cybercrime and online terrorism. By gaining backdoor access to software companies, tech firms and phone networks through the use of Pegasus, Intelligence agencies such as the NSA, FBI, and CIA would be able to spy on individuals considered to be a threat without any visibility or trace of their intrusion. The most commonly known method of government phone tracking is from signals generated from cell tower transceivers. 
This, however, only provides limited access and eavesdropping options, unlike Pegasus. This powerful tool has led to several lawsuits which were filed in 2018 and are still outstanding to this very day in relation to human rights. A well-known case was that of the Washington Post journalist, Jamal Khashoggi, who was killed in October 2018. Two months after the occurrence, another murder and dismemberment of a Saudi human rights activist occurred within the Saudi Arabian consulate in Istanbul, Turkey. Saudi dissident Omar Abdul Aziz decided to file suit in Israel against the NSO group. Abdul Aziz, a Canadian resident, accused the software giants of providing the Saudi government with surveillance software to spy on him and his friends, including Khashoggi himself. The firm received a separate lawsuit in France by French-Palestinian human rights defender Salah Hamari, partnered by the International Federation of Human Rights and the Human Rights League. Hamori is suing the NSO group for violating privacy rights in France. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. So who else is using this malicious software, you may ask? Although the NSO group does not disclose their client list, one of the earliest reported uses of Pegasus was administered by the Mexican government in 2011 in order to track the whereabouts of notorious drug baron, Joaquin Al Chapo Guzman. Through various military police operations, as well as a well-publicized interview between Guzman and Hollywood actor Sean Penn, the cartel kingpin was eventually captured. Like any organization that deals with cybersecurity and are in partnership with governments across the world, data lists and specific information is hard to gain due to the risk of safety breaches. Therefore, it's difficult for us to ascertain exactly who uses Pegasus and for what use. However, Amnesty International in Israel were able to identify 50,000 telephone numbers which were apparently of interest to NSO and their associates. It's unclear as to whom the majority of these numbers belong to, but one can perhaps guess that they are attributed to terrorist groups or individuals on the intelligence agency's radar. At least this is the hope. The Pegasus Project, a medium consortium, attempted to analyze the listed numbers and were eventually able to link roughly 1,000 of them to journalists, human rights activists, and Arab royal family members. Over the course of a month, the project shared their information with 17 news media organizations and journalists from the likes of The Guardian, Radio France and Le Monde, The Washington Post, NAC, Lessor, The Wire, and Frontline. Lawyers for the NSO group dismissed Amnesty International's claims and described their assembled report as a complication of speculative and baseless assumptions. This denouncement, along with the company's efforts to protect Pegasus and their mysterious clients, ensures that the conspiracy theory remains alive and well amongst those who assume the worst. Amnesty chairman Claudio Guarnari capitulated the situation by stating, 
What can I do to stop this happening again? The real honest answer is nothing. Another recorded finding of Pegasus spyware was reported by French intelligences, ANSSI, as apparently three of their top journalists, including a correspondent for France 24, had been hacked. On January 26, 2022, it was also reported that the mobile phone belonging to Lama Faki, the US-Lebanese director of Human Rights Watch, had been continuously infiltrated whilst she was investigating an explosion in Beirut, which killed over 200 people back in 2020. A more recent report published in April 2022 by researchers at Frontline Defenders and Citizen Lab detailed that at least four Jordanian citizens comprising of human rights defender Ahmed Al-Naimat, as well as journalists and lawyers, also had their phones hacked. Between August 2019 and December 2021, the Jordanian government, along with their operating agencies, MANSAF, MANSAF, and Black Iris, apparently launched Pegasus to keep track on the activities and plans made by the small group. This was allegedly done by exploiting the vulnerability in their Apple phone's iMessage function. However, according to Jordan's National Center for Cybersecurity, these claims were falsified, and they categorically denied cooperating with any agents with the aim of spying on citizens' phones or censoring their calls. The last known report of Ahmed Al-Naimat was that he had been arrested in February 2021 for staging a protest outside of hospitals for their handling of COVID-19 and of their oxygen supply to patients. Human rights lawyer Malik Abu Arabi, a representative of Al-Numat and member of the National Forum for the Defense of Liberties, was reported to have been hacked on more than 21 occasions between August 2019 and July 2021. Orabi had been arrested several times for attending and participating in rallies and demonstrations against the government and so would be a primary target for online monitoring. Similar to both Orabi and Al-Numet, human rights defender and journalist Zuhair Jaradat had her phone attacked by Pegasus spyware through SMS text messages and WhatsApp links. She specializes in women's rights in the Middle East and is a former member of the Jordanian Journalist Syndicate Council and member of the Executive Committee of the International Federation for Journalists in Brussels. Again, another person who would have been of interest to the government. As discussed earlier, the premise of the Pegasus spyware was to provide licensed governments with the digital tools to intercept potential criminal or terrorist activities. Unfortunately, as one may have learned from a young age, the playing of boys and their toys usually culminates in a fight for supremacy or one-upmanship. With this in mind, it should come as no surprise that a recent report by Citizen Lab claimed the United Arab Emirates government used specific spyware to hack the residents and devices of UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson. The report, published by the weekly New Yorker magazine, states that although Pegasus was not named as the software used in the attack, devices connected to 10 Downing Street were actively hacked. The UK government confirmed the story to the New Yorker in a statement and also admitted that the National Cyber Security Center were unable to locate the infected device. Researchers at Citizen Lab were now reporting and dealing with hacks on a much larger scale and were shocked at the digital reach in which Pegasus could achieve. John Scott Railton, a senior researcher at the Toronto-based firm, recalls his shock after stating, 
when we found the number 10 case, my jaw dropped. Not only did Scott Railton and his team locate the cyber attack at the Prime Minister's house, but also the British Foreign Office. Between July 2020 and July 2021, the London-based offices suffered a breach by Pegasus on at least five known occasions, which were linked to countries such as India, Jordan, and of course, the United Arab Emirates. Again, similar to most responses by the NSO group, their stance and denial on both matters was resolute. Finally, in the most recent case of Pegasus being used and targeted towards a political figurehead is the reported phone hacking of Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez. With the report of Citizen Lab once again, the Madrid government were able to confirm that both Prime Minister Sanchez and Defence Minister Margarita Robles had their phones attacked by Pegasus spyware. During a news conference in May 2022, Cabinet Minister Felix Balanos concluded the findings, and that indeed both senior figures had been attacked on at least three occasions in 2021. Though he did not state where the attacks had originated, or for what purpose they had been launched, Bolanos declared that the breach was an unlawful intervention made from outside the state without any judicial authorization. This statement was acknowledged by Pierre Aragons, leader of the Catalonia government, who are a separatist region within Spain, currently seeking independence. Even though the statement was concurred by the breakaway district, they accused the Spanish government themselves of similar espionage against them over the course of a three-year period. Pierre had also worked with Citizen Lab to identify more than 60 telephone devices which were hacked between 2017 and 2022 by the Spanish National Intelligence Center. Those hacked were supporters of the Catalonian movement and consisted of politicians, lawyers, and journalists. Their leader would go on to state via social media, I know what it feels like to be spied on, for your intimacy and political activity to be violated, and that mass surveillance against Catalan institutions had been met with silence and excuses. On this occasion, the NSO group, when approached, offered to work closely with the Spanish government in relation to the Prime Minister's online attack, and stated that it violates the purpose of their technologies. As of today, the situation in Europe regarding Pegasus's usage and purpose is continuously being debated across numerous parliamentarians and shows no sign of finding a common solution to the matter. So where does this leave us? In a world that is ever-changing and adapting to its environment, weather systems and man-made designs, we must look to ourselves to contemplate which direction we choose to take. Do we want to live in a society where one's privacy, finances and identity are constantly at risk, where at the click of a button, lives can be destroyed and information transferred to those who should never have access to it in the first place? Do we want our governments to spy on us and have instant access to our whereabouts at any given time in the name of national security? Yes, we must feel safe and secure when at home, work, and in general society. So what harm can a little spyware do in the long run? With the birth of the internet and antivirus systems, we have gone beyond some possibilities of obtaining information, communicating with others, and running our businesses and lives more efficiently. The downside of this is the risk of exposure one puts themselves in by simply turning on their smartphone, computer, or television, as hackers and online criminals are coming up with smarter ways to infiltrate our lives on a daily basis. So is Pegasus worthy of government use? Some would say yes, 
that it's the most secure intelligent software on the private market which protects us from the deployment from the developing cyber terrorist organizations that arise every day. Some may disagree as it can be seen as a violation of our human rights that one has not given permission to be filmed, hacked or monitored by what George Orwell called Big Brother. It's worth noting that those who resent such intrusion, such as Edward Snowden, Julian Assange, or John McAfee, are either in prison, hiding, or dead. On that note, we have come to the end of this discussion on Pegasus, and hope this video has given you food for thought. Perhaps American writer Joseph Heller put it best in one of his most haunting quotes. Thanks for watching, take care, and we'll see you in the next video.